Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Shabazz and boy does it feel good to be back. We're back in person. We're back in the studio. We're back in black. Well, actually, Daniel's the only one wearing black, really. And I guess, Anthony, you're wearing a black t-shirt. Yeah, it's kind of faded to black. Yeah. Faded to black. Shay, you oh, have a black faded. soul. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not wearing anything black. Wow. No, no it's, it's a. That's, I, that's a first almost. Yeah, because I feel like you're always wearing something just like. I keep my black coin on me. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure. I was just saying, like, what are we doing? How do we introduce this show? How do we bring it back? Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's one of those things where our main episodes, our mainers, as Daniel coined them, uh, have, been, have, been, have been few and far between. But. It's only because there's been so much other amazing content that we've been kind of pushing out, yeah. letting you know about movies, interviews, reviews, interviews, views. There's a lot of views, a lot of views, around. previews, reviews, yeah, all of the sea interviews, views, views, ocean views, yeah, a lot of stuff is yeah. happening. There's also been a bit of a strike, so there hasn't really been, been news to a talk bit about. Of a strike, so that's that's what I was going to be leading to as well. We have been in a bit of a strike. Anthony was on strike. Yes, he was. He didn't want to do any more episodes. Yeah, he was like, guys, you got to increase my pay. So today we gave him actually a coin. We did give him a coin. One coin. He gave Anthony a coin. Anthony's birthday was just recently. Uh, we're gonna get to like how we've been doing and everything in a second. Anthony, your birthday was recent. Yeah, we posted it on our social media account. Yeah, uh, today we finally got a chance to be together and give you your gift. Can you tell the audience what you won? So, um, first of all, the bag uh, that the gift was in was yes. very hard to get the gift out. Well, all gifts. Uh, so I had to rip time, rip the bag apart. Yeah, but once I got I in, I mean, there, anything worth having is worth working worth for. I think like <laughs> right? it's worth I think that bag could, <laughs> could withstand a nuclear bomb because yeah, was, uh, what was inside the bag was the autobiography i guess is an autobiography no biography biography autobiography is written, written by yourself written by yourself yeah. biography of joe j robert oppenheimer called american prometheus this is what oppenheimer was based on this book by uh kai bird and martin j schwinn sherwin mm. i said schwinn schwinn you were just saying it faster sure, yeah. which is really yeah. a lovely gift i was i was actually looking to purchase it a to have in the background when we do our video recordings as well as uh just to read because i was so you know enamored with oppenheimer and the movie that came out and you and, have the screenplay already and too, you right? have the screenplay yeah, yeah so do you daniel right so i do yeah it's, yeah. it's right there watching over us and right also inside the bag was this coin and when i looked at this coin i'm like what the hell did they give me they give me like a silver dollar like an american <laughs> silver dollar um a chocolate from, coin from the gold rush era. it does look like a chocolate coin but uh this coin which originates back to 1970. That's when this was printed, I would say. And it's a 25-year anniversary of the Trinity test Mm -hmm. in Los Alamos. And this coin was given to the scientists who participated in creating the atomic bomb. And on the coin, it says, atoms for peace, progress, and people. It's so weird because the people part, like, are, I mean, you're are making destroyed. a bomb. Like, you're yeah. making a bomb, right? Like, the so, people, bomb. I get, I get that part, but then you know the the part where people will just disintegrate when the bomb goes off, right? But 
very cool. I thought this was like a gift, co- a gift, a gift yeah, shop, gift coin. Shop, yeah. shop coin. Yeah, because yeah. Anthony was not like he we're, was not we're expecting him to pop a little bit more for yeah. it. But, but like, and then we're like, yeah, dude, no, that was given to somebody who worked real. on who worked at Los yeah. Alamos. And yeah. he's like, yeah. So where'd you guys get this from? Like uh, coin.com. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's an old coin, nineteen seventy five. That's pretty cool. From, That's how big pennies from the gift, by the way. gift <laughs> shop. But <laughs> radiation. Actually. When you guys told me it was the actual, it was uh, it was Oppenheimer's coin. Yeah, Oppenheimer or Teller with that. <laughs> that's what the currency was like at yes. Los Alamos. <laughs> but very, very cool. I'll, I'll post a picture. I don't, I don't yeah. like posting, but I'll, I'll story this picture later on in the week so you yeah. guys oh, can like kind of look, look, look at it. Look there's, there's also like that. little like coin like cases that you can yes. put it in, but they're also so specific. So we're like, yeah. maybe let's let Anthony choose which yeah. one. He wants. Maybe this coin is like a key to Maybe. like a secret dungeon yeah. in Los Alamos. I, I've seen National Treasure. Yeah, and National Treasure, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Two, you know, the, the, the subway? The, the subway station yeah. with the tokens, yeah. I did ask if I can use this coin to buy things. Um, uh, preferably not, no. Maybe yeah. in like... Maybe in Los Alamos. Los Alamos. Yeah. yeah. This coin will get me like a bunch of atomic bombs or something. Maybe. Right. I'm, I'm a bunch of them, man. Eh? A bunch of them. Wow. wow. Uh, what's the currency exchange rate for atomic bombs? Atomic bombs? For what one is, coin. What are they one just put in your pocket? I don't understand. <laughs> well, like no, I'm, I'm very thankful. Tokens? Yeah. <laughs> very thankful. Thank you, guys. Oh, of, oh, course, of course, man. You're welcome. You deserve it. Shay, you also celebrated your birthday. I also did celebrate my birthday. It was a bit of a... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a crazy, uh, crazy time. Crazy yeah, time. it was a wild time. Wild time. Um, so... Well, there's been a lot that's happened with us. I there's think. been a lot. There's yeah. been a lot that's happened with us. We had we've had a lot of great things happen on the show, uh, which we're going to definitely get to yeah. later on. Uh, but personally, like I got engaged. I got engaged. Yeah, in September. You're engaged. I'm. I now am locked down in one way. Like one of the keys in the door has been put. Right. One two, of the coins has been put. One of the we, coins. Have, we have another coin So here. I got engaged. That was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. Um, that was that was a wicked time. And then I celebrated my birthday. But the day after my birthday, there were some horrific events that occurred in, in Israel and in Palestine. And I don't want to take too much time because there's a lot of uh, information that's being posted out there. There's a lot of research that you can do. And I've been posting a lot on my social media as well about it. So I definitely recommend going to check that out. But I just wanted to say to everybody out there, to support Palestine is not anti-Semitic, but to support Palestine is pro-human life. So please do your research. Don't spread false stuff out there. There's a genocide occurring right now, and there's so much that you can do, whether it's posting on social media, whether it's donating out there, whatever it is you can do to spread the truth for these people out there that need it. My fiance is Palestinian, and I want my kids to grow up and actually have a place that they know that is theirs as well. I think that's the thing for me that uh, has been um, weighing on me a lot. It's been it's been very tough, a lot of crying nights, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of bad days. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I'm glad to have you guys. I'm glad that you have your support, uh, and it's just and I'm glad to be back in the studio to record again. Yeah, being together is amazing. It's cathartic. It is. It's it's cathartic. It's therapy. It's it's surviving. You know, like I think the show has gotten us through. We're almost five years doing the show. Wow! Right next year is five years. We have to figure out what we're going to do. Oh God! Um, we'll make a commemorative coin. Yeah, we'll make a commemorative <laughs> coin. Uh, people podcast. <laughs> Adams and Adams. podcast. I uh, it, guys. No, no, no. But uh, <laughs> just going to what you said, Shay. Like I think the biggest thing because we're in an age where there's so much happening yeah there's so much things being fed to us on social media uh and you posted the other day a post which i think is just like 
the best thing is just get educated yeah. go to proper resources and that's it and i think just the loss of innocent life is the, is the worst thing that could happen in this yeah. world um so make sure you're educating yourself on what you're seeing out there and yeah don't don't be ignorant be yeah. educated mm -hmm. you know to all mm -hmm. of our to all of our jewish listeners to all of our muslim listeners christian wherever yeah. race religion you are we at the movie podcast have always been about people and we will continue to be about the protection of every single person every child every life out there yep to spread that awareness no one innocent should die on either side no and and that's the thing i think when you look at the movie podcast and what we i think we've always been about is let's be a safe haven for people who either want to escape whatever they're dealing with or just want to have a joke with us and listen to yeah. our dumb banter um, people have missed the banter though they have missed the banter and i think it's it's great that we're going to be able to give you a lot of banter today oh ba banter banter uh, banter banter how are you doing though me yeah i'm great why no i, I didn't that didn't seem convincing <laughs> oh that didn't, didn't seem convincing damn it <laughs> what are you doing i'm great why i uh, know i'm good you know i i think yeah i mean you look at this last month and it's a lot has happened in this last month uh you know personally uh in the world's uh, but again, I'm just really happy to be at this table because it's like you look at all the years that we've been doing this now and we've had some really incredible opportunities in the last few years, especially this year and last year. Um, but it all, I think, just comes back to being at this table, the three of us. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's some of my favorite memories. Some of my favorite conversations have happened. This, this is our second table. This is our second table. Yeah. We outgrew our first table. <laughs> right. But the most important things that happen, I think we've been uh, been able to discuss the three of us here yeah. in this room and mm -hmm. i think that's what's so special about what the movie podcast is and what it kind of keeps evolving to be absolutely yeah as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast almost every day almost every day at this point always something to listen to always something to watch and one thing you'll notice today if you're listening to this on the day of release is why is this main episode coming out on a friday hey guess what we're trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, Fridays, Fridays is kind of nice because you, you get to recap everything that happened in the exactly. week. And then you get to take us into the weekend with you. And then, you know, we find that a lot of embargoes for stuff happen to drop on Mondays too. Yeah. So it's like... Because we're busy that day. Yeah. So we'd be like, okay, we'll drop our review at 9 a.m. or 12 noon and then we'll have a main episode and then we'll have so, so, many, so much content Guess overlapping with each other, right? Yeah. So... Let us know what you think if you like Friday yeah. episodes. And guess what? You can let us know in a lot of different ways now. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a Q&A section at the bottom where you can leave a comment and we get a lot of those and I'll see if I can find some down the road later and read them. Uh, we also get a lot of comments on YouTube. We get emails a lot too, which Daniel has one prepped and ready to read for us here in a bit. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways you can reach out to us. If you are listening to us on any Spotify or sorry, any podcast related app, please go ahead and leave us five stars, a thumbs up, whatever it is. Leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. Uh, negative or positive, it, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, we would love to hear because at the end of the day, we want to get better and we yeah. want to make sure that this is the best place for you to get your movie news, reviews, and interviews. Uh, at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, X formerly known as twitter yep uh tiktok and everywhere else that you can kind of find us and you can see our personal information also our addresses our date of birth our sin numbers are at the bottom 
Uh, right, Daniel will be putting those too, right? Sin numbers, blood types, everything. Everything, yeah. good, yeah. yeah so yeah. in show notes below, we'll have all that information. Go ahead and uh, join our Discord as well because our Discord is popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and join that. And uh, yeah, talk to us about movies and everything. And of course, we get emails at hello at the movie podcast dot ca check out our show notes for all those things and below we're gonna go into our mailbag right now what was this sound for mailbag like mailbag mailbag <laughs> yeah <laughs> not great not great <laughs> not great maybe we'll maybe we'll change that we'll too. work on that <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll have a yeah, proper we'll jingle work on that uh we have somebody who wrote in about our review of the royal hotel this is coming from gabe magic it's a cool name it's a really cool name yeah. it's a really cool name so he says hi there I live in Seattle and saw the movie last night. I searched for podcast reviews and was happy to find yours. I generally agree with your review, but come on, guys. You couldn't get a single woman to come on and give their perspective. Three dudes talking film is a bit much, especially as this was writing uh, as this was writing and directed written and directed by women and had female leads. Thanks again for reviewing and do better by adding female perspective to your show. I'll add you to my subscribe podcasts and hope for the best. Gabe, thanks for writing in yeah, some constructive criticisms yeah. um, on the Royal Hotel, which we definitely had thoughts on, which I don't think we said was a bad movie by any means. No. Um, we just had issues with the story itself and that story itself wasn't anything that was tailored to the female leads or their situations that they found themselves in. It was just the story itself. It was that just the story. I yeah. watched the the documentary. Yeah. Oh, what do you uh, think? Oh, yeah, it's a lot better than the movie, but the movie really dramatizes the whole vibe of what the movie ca- what not ca- casually grabs, but it's just, <gasps> it's a lot more intense right. in the movie uh, aspect than the actual documentary. But it's very similar there are a lot more women in the town than the movie portrays right uh i think there was only one there was only like one, one other one, woman in well, there yeah to the, the the owner of the bar yeah and yes the, the chef yeah, so in the bar there's and a little, that lady yeah there was there's a lot more but uh, there right. it, it is uh it's a i would say watch the documentary first then go into the movie just to have a little bit more perspective the documentary is sure. called what um you caught me. I caught you. We got you. We got you. But lies, while, while lies. but while Anthony's looking that up, I think it's up, called the Royal Hotel. Uh, <laughs> the Royal. But while Anthony's looking that up, yeah. I think just to address Gabe's point about having yeah. a female perspective, hundred percent. You know, uh, there would be a different perspective if we had a, uh, a woman on the show to talk about their feelings of being in that situation. One hundred percent, no doubt about that. Um, but I also think you know having a woman perspective on the show is also <laughs> something that we'll always try and do when the timelines up when there are people available for it you know this is something that we saw at tiff and this is not me uh trying to give a reasoning why we didn't have a woman on the show i also just think that we were talking about a film and that's what we've been doing here on the movie podcast for almost five years absolutely i i, I think at the end of the day if you look back at our whole um catalog of episodes we've had women on our shows multiple times and at the end of the day we love getting perspectives from every single person. Is it realistic for every single movie for us to have a new voice to to chime in on what's happening? It's not always going to happen that way. And yes, we would love to go out there and source that information and get it. Uh, but it is sometimes just very difficult to get that done. Yeah, I mean, like, like we're, we're in the midst of TIFF, yeah. TIFF season. We I think we had a million reviews. We and had stuff a million reviews. Right, so. A lot of stuff has to come out yeah. very quickly. Um, but again, it's our interpretation of a film. We're not women. We won't maybe understand the the depths of it all. But at the end of the day, we would love to, and we will like to source that information out there when we get a chance. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, at the end of the day, I, I think what I what I really like about what Gabe said in this email is like, yeah, like I generally agree with a lot of the points that you yeah. said in the film. Um, but yeah, Anthony, did we have a name of the 
the dock? Yeah, I just um, it's called Hotel Cool Guardi. I'm just gonna say, gonna have Siri say it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's almost so, like your last name. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, did we call him the Cool Guardi? Yeah, <laughs> Hotel Cool Guardi. It's a 2016 documentary. Amazing. It's a very interesting like doc on sexism and all that awesome. uh, that's happening that you get in the movie but yeah the intensity of the movie just ups it to a level 10 but never hits that 10 yeah it feels like that's the whole point of the, the movie that there was this this big eerie see and i get it like the, we, we talked about it in the in the review that this is what it feels like to be a female like yeah to to the predatory you don't, feeling you don't, yeah you don't know yeah. what it's like so i get that but it's also you're telling a story you gotta give something right yeah, yeah. definitely uh, but yeah yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't. I, I think it's a movie that I'll watch again at some point and and maybe look at it with a different lens for sure and watch it with my fiance to get her opinion so on it too. Who was that? Your fiance. Fiance. Your fiance. No, but for sure. And but I'm. But I'm. We're very grateful to Gabe. I uh, hope we didn't offend you at all, Gabe, or upset you at all. But we're grateful that you wrote in, especially because it's it's comments like these, it's emails like these that show us that people out there are paying attention to what we're doing yeah and whether good or bad at least we can work on it yeah and everything again i think sometimes for us like we're recording this right now it's three people in a room and we forget that you know is it though is it the whole crew guys a round of applause room? ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it's um, no it's just like sometimes you forget that it's like you know, like what you say travels. Yeah. And even though we we could have a perspective on something, that perspective for somebody else, maybe you're like, well, I don't agree with that. Yeah, but do, that's why we like to discuss inside dialogue. It. I do remember some comments where they're like, where people were like, these guys talking about Australia, like it's like the worst, not the worst, but the most dangerous uh, country in the world with insects and all that. I'm like, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> like <they're, laughs> Listen, he's like, I've never met a, I've never seen a snake like, in Australia. Never, I'm like, bullshit, you haven't seen a snake I in Australia. I have friends that live in Australia and they have sent me pictures and showed me just the most vile, Los Alamos generated creatures yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I, I have family that lives in Australia and and listen, I guess it I guess it all depends where you live, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But also I hope those people that saw our you know heard our thoughts or watched our thoughts on Australia could clearly tell in our voices that no, I don't think there's a basculist that you have to fight on your way to work every day. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me Canadians don't live in igloos? No, no. Well, I don't ride a, a moose to work. Yeah. No, a polar I bear? wish I did. I, I wish a I polar did. bear cool. as a as a pet. No. Yeah. that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, guys, we're three dudes that think we're pretty funny. We think we're funny. We think least. we're funny, and maybe we are. Yeah. So we're not we that talk, funny. We're not that funny. But when we talk about Australia, we we know that there's not a snake on every corner, and like the, I hope the, so. the, the, the yeah, like your street <laughs> lights are just anacondas or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we know that we're just joking, but yeah, yeah, like of to a certain point, like just relax. Yeah, we're just we're just being silly. <laughs> just relax. we're just like yeah. like I, I th our show is an entertainment show, and we're gonna obviously have real perspectives on things but we're also just going to be you know silly sometimes let's so get, get silly guys let's let let's us be get silly. silly let's you be know? silly get silly <laughs> and stay tuned for the end of this show because we have a little surprise for you a little gift wrapped pigeon tunnel surprise with the creators of that movie so please go ahead and wait for that interview as well let's jump into our news how's that how do you guys feel about that <laughs> You oh. threw me off because you're like, let's get into some news. How do you feel about that? Huh? <laughs> I don't, don't do that. Well, you don't like that? No. No. The timing. Guys, we need the timing to go right into a, it's it. It's been a couple of months, so you got to give me some. You got to give it's me some. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Since, since I, I left, left you. you. Rest in peace, Leah. Um, Without a dope beat. 
to step, step two. two. Uh, we have some cool stuff that, that we're the news. We're the news. We're right the news. Now, let's let's start hot right now. We are Rotten Tomatoes accredited. I they, don't know if you wanted us to say it with you. Oh, you you you're like Rotten. No, sorry. Okay, how dare you? It's my show. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, They let three dudes of a show become Rotten Tomatoes accredited. Even with our thoughts on Australia. Even with our thoughts on Australia. They were like, yeah. Well, they're not based in Australia, right? Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. They don't have tomatoes in Australia, right? Not. Australia doesn't exist, man. What are you talking about? Just just anaconda eggs. (laughs) (laughs) They're so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get my burger with some ketchup and anaconda. Anaconda jam? I don't. I don't know what that is. (laughs) That's disgusting. Yeah. Sounds like an album, though. Anaconda, Anaconda Jam. Jam. Anaconda Jam. It does sound like an album. No one take that. No one take that. Yeah, come no right, come right, come right, come right. Um, yeah, we're out right in the middle. How do you guys feel? I, we feel amazing. Oh, you're speaking on behalf of all of us. We are Venom. <laughs> no, because we were talking about Anacondas and Venom and all. Absolutely. It all ties together. Spider-Man. And more, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got an email when I was at the airport boarding a plane. And let me tell to you. Australia. Not to Australia. <laughs> let me tell you the worst place to go. Ah! Is while you're boarding a plane in an airport. Especially if you look like me. Especially if you look... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you're, you're okay. But, and it's funny because I was boarding a plane and Dakota Johnson yeah. was also Spider-Man tie-in Madam Web trailer next week, um, yeah. was boarding the plane as well. Mm-hmm. And like her team kind of looked back. I was like, oh, and I like, I like, I think they thought I was reacting to her. Oh, um, Dakota Johnson. I know you're a big fan of our show. Big fan. I was not reacting to you on the plane, but what's up? Glad hope the flight was good for you. <laughs> saw you eating a salad. Uh, saw you eating your salad. Yeah. Uh, we got the email that we are Rotten Tomatoes accredited. So those of you who use Rotten Tomatoes or see it, I mean, I think that is pretty much like the standard in the industry. Yeah. Is uh, we'll see our three names on whatever films are coming out, and you go to the critics, and you will see either Daniel, Anthony, Chavez, the movie podcasts. That's a huge deal. Because it is not easy to get on Rotten Tomatoes, no matter what you think about Rotten Tomatoes and how they do their reviews or because, I mean, they don't review movies, but they are an outlet for critics to have their reviews on there. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal being on there. That's a huge badge of honor for us. That's something that we've been building for for four and a half years where we would apply not hear anything. Right. And then apply again and not hear anything and apply even, even again. This time we were like. Hey, we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard anything. And it was just a random email that came in. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Aren't all emails random? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Um, But it was a a really magical moment. And I'm just so happy that um, to get validated. Again, as silly as needing validation is, at the end of the day, like... Well, it's a goal we had, right? We achieved it's a that goal that goal. we had. Uh, Shay almost threw the microphone off the table. Yeah. Um, it's a goal that we had. And it's also just like, yeah, like at the end of the day, when you're having a show like called the movie podcast, you also want to have that like that check mark of like, yeah, they're not just three random dudes talking about movies. <sighs> they are an official outlet, a respected outlet, an outlet that people could look to for real discussions on movies. The level of like legitimacy, right? Yeah. How do you feel, Anthony? I feel good. All right. Well, that's man all we got of few words. Man, a few words. Man, a few words. I, 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 I don't. I don't have anything else to say. Good. All right. Good. I didn't Thank even Daniel, want it. Daniel summed it up pretty much. He like, did. He did sum it up. What do you really want me to well, say? Eloquently. I 
You're saying I too concur. much. Now. I concur. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> You're saying too much now. <laughs> nah, I've, I've said too much. <laughs> I've missed this a lot. <laughs> I've missed this. I missed this a lot. Yeah. Anthony's been like, guys, one hour, and we better be better out of here. Yeah, one hour now. One hour now. At this point, we're we are twenty minutes. We're twenty four minutes in. Yeah, we could do it. We can try. No, there's no way. Yeah, we don't. There's no box office today. No, there's no what we're watching. No. So that, just, that takes up 60 minutes right there. Yeah, that's just that's just that's just straight to the meat today. Straight to the meat today. Yeah. Uh we've also, if you've noticed meat, you might have gotten an ad for meat because oh. guess, <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second. What, is that not what ads, ads are we running on the show? Yeah, ads work. Do we talk about something that oh, they're like an ad? Yeah. You might so, get like a box of steaks. A box of steaks. <laughs> that's a, that's an ad. Like HelloFresh just does up yeah. box of steaks. Did you order your Steak One box. month of steaks. <laughs> Get your steaks. You hit the I movie watched, podcast. I watched a movie last night that had a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, meat in it in one scene. It was the black phone. I watched that last night. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it was, yeah, good. It was, a, good, movie. It was a good good movie. Good movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what we're watching right there. Uh, oh, did you watch the black phone? <laughs> yeah, I watched that's it last night. That's the Scott Derrickson one? Scott Derrickson. And Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And C. Robert Carlyle, who wrote it? I believe he wrote it, yes. Yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to watch it. Yeah, it's good. It was, it was on Crave. Oh, yeah. Craving a good scary Crave, movie. Yeah. So there you go. It, 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 if I'm not to toot my own horn here, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. No, but it's it's more it's, thriller. It's thriller. What's yes. the name of the car- the grabber? The, the grabber. The grabber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is it the the taker? The, <laughs> the, the diddler? The, the, no, no, not the diddler. <laughs> but it's a journey. It's everything that happens yeah, in yeah, this yeah. room. It's there's a lot of, a lot of there's a vibes. supernatural vibe to it. Very as well. supernatural. Yeah, and it's pretty dark like it gets yeah. very mature for the, the violence with kids is a lot yes this one. yes yeah i was like it was uncomfortable watching that yeah part. uh yeah we're not getting any ads for we're the, not getting ads for, for the grabber no no ads <laughs> the grabber presents but... three steaks in a box <laughs> he's a he's a sponsor of deals yeah. now you might notice there are now ads in the movie podcast and you might be like sons these sons of bitches i hate ads and you know what you can skip ads you can you can do whatever you want but we also need to keep these lights on so thank you for your support but we have ads now in the show we will have ad-free versions of the movie podcast coming out very soon uh we're still working out the details on all of that but stay tuned there'll be a lot of great stuff coming for our show and you can support in many many different ways the ads do help us uh well eat food is is pretty important eating food living life and being able to continue you know making the movie podcast yeah yeah one day we'll go to australia and we can see all these giant snakes. That'd be a that that should be definitely like a Patreon goal of ours, where it's like we hit a certain we hit a certain tier. Yeah, we're gonna go. The movie podcast goes down under. Goes down. You, you know, like how you know when like shows they always back, did that, right? They always had like they always had like a Disney World episode. Yeah. They always had like, yeah. oh, we're in Australia. Sabrina yeah. the Witch goes down under. Yeah. It's like why? Like that was always why? a thing. Yeah, but no one I, ever came to Canada. No one wanted to come. To no Canada. one. Oh, uh, the Simpsons went to. Toronto. They did. They went to Toronto. That was a big episode. I remember big that episode. episode. What did they do in Toronto? Uh, it wasn't much. They only were in Toronto for like that latter part of the episode too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like the New York one where they were in New York for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the next thing that we, uh, sorry, I, I was laughing before because the way you wrote this next point, Daniel, yeah. I thought you wrote it in French. Oh, did I? What did I because say? Because <laughs> you put LA Montreal, but I thought you put La, La Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's fitting. Yeah. No, but we, you know, we, we were like, had an amazing opportunity to, to go to LA. Daniel, do you want to talk about why? And also you're, you're rocking something right now that speaks to why. It's, I'm, I'm rocking the symbiote. You're right now inside of me. Uh, no, so w- if you want to know mo- all about the LA trip, please go like listen to all of our Spider-Man coverage. So Spider-Man 2 is out today, the day you're listening to this, because you're big fans of the movie podcast, of you listen day to one, us right away. They're one listeners. Um, 
Spider-Man 2 is a really big game that's come out. We all loved it. We all reviewed it. Our review is out now. Our preview is out. If Our interview is out. And mm. we have a lot of short-form content that's out on Reels on TikTok. And we, we and love all the support. Come. And lots more to come. Uh, we're also going to be doing a spoiler cast down the road. So we're giving you some time to play the game, consume the story, and do all of that. Um, LA was really cool. Mm. Obviously, we were there last year together for mm -hmm. the Rings of Power. And then being there this year to go to a gaming event was really, really awesome to play Spider-Man, get hands, hands on time with it, and to speak with Jacinda Chu, who's a senior art director at Insomniac Games. Uh, we don't cover a lot of games on the show. So no, when we do cover a video game on the show, it's because like that is a huge thing in pop culture. And I think the movie podcast, like we want to be your entertainment outlet for all things, yeah. entertainment and pop culture. So um with all the Spider-Man content that we released earlier this year with Spider-Verse, how could we not right. talk about Spider-Man 2? Absolutely. Uh, thank you to so PlayStation Canada and to Sony and to Insomniac for inviting us out to, to do that. And yeah, it's it, LA was a really cool time. And I think these are these are the reasons why we haven't really been able to do a main episode is because we've been, you know... Stretched. Stretched <laughs> thin to do a lot of really cool different opportunities. So Absolutely. That was really fun. And then after Speaking LA... of not doing many video games... We did another video game, <laughs> Assassin's yeah. Creed Mirage, which Anthony, you just got... The, 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 platinum the platinum trophy on it so you beat us so we beat the game before you and now you got the platinum before us yeah yes that's and true. we liked the game and you gave it a skip it <laughs> I did. Yeah. because i wanted to complete it yeah so then i can burn it oh. so you could delete it from your playstation so can, it's a digital it's a, game though <laughs> burn my playstation oh, no, no. I, just, I got into a mood where i'm like if i have this game i'm gonna finish it and whenever i get games now i gotta finish it amazing because that you know we did it for a review yeah, yeah. and i wasn't just gonna discard it that way even though i still think it's a skip it yeah um i finished it and yeah nice. it, it took longer to finish than spider-man for sure yeah did uh, you uh what was the hardest thing to finish for you in it because right just, now i'm just, just like clearing out the the map it's just the little things because you the traversal is so long and getting from one place to another and especially when you fast travel you gotta like load Wait. screens and all that and you it's yeah. a pretty it's a it's a large enough map that you have to find especially when you get outside the city yeah it's a lot of deserts where there's hidden things around there right um as well as using uh your your bird to kind of like track which location has the chests and which location has the the enigmas and all these things yeah. that you collect but overall like the game is fine i never I don't want to say I'm not going to go back on the skip it. I just think that the evolution of Assassin's Creed needs to happen because this game feels like it was made 10 years ago. And, th and that's, even though the visuals yeah, are great, yeah. the game still feels like something I would have played 10 years and ago. That's, and that's what's my biggest gripe with it yeah. as someone who's played and beaten all of the, the recent RPG trilogies and all Assassin's Creed's really um, to go back to something that was so basic was was harder yeah. because i'm like in valhalla i feel like i could go faster i could parkour easier yeah where basam and 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 bag basam and baghdad uh the baghdaddy <laughs> that's the um, that's the episode's name yeah basim baghdad. <laughs> uh he just felt so slow and to come from spider-man and i oh, felt buddy. the same thing too when yeah. we had spider-man if you go rewind the clocks back to 2018 okay the uh, joker i know <laughs> Go clocks back. Um, <laughs> in 2018, we had Spider-Man in September, and then we had Red Dead Redemption 2 in October. Yeah. So to go from something where you're flying across the city to literally, uh, you walk wrong in Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> and like the yeah. game, you don't you're eat like, you lose fruits and you're dead. Yeah, and you're dead. Um, again, we love that game. Oh, uh, love Red again. Dead too. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's just having those back to back. You feel it especially now, and now that I've 
you know, we finished Mirage and then I've we've all platinum Spider Man two now. I'm like, man, going back to Mirage is going to it's feel tough. a little bit more of a chore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to go back and, and to we also do got that. Super Mario Wonder this week as well. I played the first level today. Yeah. It is yeah, it's, Wonderful. it's a very good game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very. Beautiful. I know we'll we'll have a review to... for it, but yes. I, I also played a couple of levels of uh, Wonder. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. amazing, amazing. Uh, we also at TIFF. We have a lot of great TIFF coverage out, so go ahead and check that out. Let's jump into some of the news that we have right now. So, well, of course, we've been talking about the writer strike. The writer strike is finally writer strike is finally over. Uh, but the actors are still demanding, you know, the SAG after is still demanding their rights. And it's been so convoluted to see what's been kind of coming out from it. Recently, we just had the whole uh, George Clooney and a bunch of people wanted to donate, what, 150, 150 million, million for three years. I don't like I don't understand that. I think Fran, Fran Dresser. Fran Dresser, yeah. Yeah, she says like that's illegal. Like we can't do that. Yeah, it's because I the actors, it, yeah. I think when you look at the actors, are just like, we just want to work. Yeah. Like can we... And well, the they, fact that they could float that much money, my yeah. God, float us some money, please. <laughs> 150 million between what, uh, so many actors, the A-list actors. Yeah. Um, and then they would put that money, I guess it would be like the super union due that they would put back into uh, yeah. the union. But I don't think that's solving the problem. No, it's, it's just not. temporarily It's a band-aid and it's more, and I think what Fran Drescher is probably upset at is that like, no, you're almost giving an out for the studios it's like the studios 100 can afford this no problem like the fact that you're trying to put up your own money stop trying to save them yeah you don't need to like i know all of those people are big studio players yeah but the studios need to figure that shit well, out. they're yeah. big studio players because they're a-listers like, yeah yeah when you think about it there's no there are a-listers that are going to be vocal but they're safe like they've made their millions they, they have other brand deals yeah, yeah. Their, their their money is making money yeah you know that that's the george clooney does not need to make any more movies no. or direct any more movies well he has he one coming out this year yeah espresso espresso yeah uh commercials yeah and here's the thing george clooney's looking at that like again no offense to george clooney's movie coming out this year it just looks really boring the boy not is it called the boys who rode or not a big fan of his directing is it what's it called boys who rode to the place that no one goes yeah. are you look can you look it up anthony the boys the one he has a movie coming out in december yeah and obviously he wants the boys to be in a, the boat boys in the boys boat. in the boat well yeah. i don't know i made that up oh okay. damn it i damn i believed there's you. a boat yeah there's a boat yes it's so but like he has a movie coming out in december he needs to be able to market it because oh yeah boys in the boat boys in the boat oh, you're right yeah it's so, like they need to be able to market this movie because if it doesn't that movie is going to drown they won't like, be in a the lot the boys. of yeah george clooney films usually they don't drown. really do yeah. well his director george is, needs to be in front of this film right george isn't ben affleck in it too no that was uh, Bar, right <laughs> uh joel edgerton is in it and i don't see ben affleck oh i thought in, he was shooting a movie in boston with him maybe it was a different movie he was doing he's doing tender bar too <laughs> still tender <laughs> <laughs> tender steaks <laughs> the, the um, tenderest bar okay, okay. i mean a, a lot of a lot, a lot of what the writers were, were obviously fighting for were you know use of ai and and bigger writer writers rooms and everything uh, and i think from what i understand the, the details haven't fully come out about mm-hmm. what was agreed upon but from what i can see a writer can choose to use ai when performing writing services so that was one of the big things where it's like the choice is there it was a big win for the writers big win right big yeah. win they, they got said, a lot said, of what they they said it was what they wanted yes perfect huge but what's the fallout now and this is this is what sucks because you have you have the studios that were like and the writers that are like yes we've come to an agreement now that the agreement is done now the fallout of everything has happened we've had a rainstorm of shows being canceled canceled shows like the after party right after season two Mm -hmm. probably didn't light the world on fire we still enjoyed it yeah we did interviews for it 
uh, there's been a rain of shows that have just been canceled. Yeah. We've been seeing delays for projects, obviously. Restarts. Restarts. I think Daredevil. Yeah. Really was the big one that we saw because we were wondering what was happening. That that show was shooting during the strikes as well too, and then they would be shut down and stuff like that. But we heard that Daredevil, the the devil, Daredevil reborn, the, the devil within, is going to be reborn again. Yeah, you know, born again Daredevil. Yeah, because they just were scrapping the writing of it, and that's probably years of work that Marvels had. But it also shed light that that Marvel Studios did not have showrunners. They did not have the show bibles that they use to reference it all these things that are the crux of making a show successful they weren't doing that they were treating these shows like they were treating their films and then we also learned that marvel studios parliament which is the big like it's the team that keeps the story keeps the sacred timeline basically yeah. really wasn't mm -hmm. involved in mu as much in the shows so they would have the showrunners be the one or the showrunners the head writers yeah and the producers being the ones kind of leading the charge on it so they wouldn't have to worry about bothering Kevin Feige and that team. But you can't sustain that. And I think we've seen in the the shows that we've gone with Marvel have been such a mixed bag. That first year, I think, was magical because we got WandaVision, Loki, Captain... Um, Ca oh, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's Captain America now. Um, but those shows all suffered towards their finale. Yeah. Right? And then... After that, they felt like they were just springing board to these characters in films or whatever. Um, so yeah, now hopefully we're going to start riding the ship, but it's going to be, I think, a couple years before we really start to see that. I'm just really happy that Loki has been really, really good so far in the four episodes that's that we've good. seen. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they got rid of the head writers, Chris Ord and Matt Corman. And I mean, right now the show is pretty much in limbo until things can kind of get back up and running, but crazy, crazy how much it affects it yeah i mean there's there's so much of it you look at deadpool 3 right now just announced that is most likely going to be delayed as well because mm -hmm. they weren't able to write during that they were able to work during the writer strike mm -hmm. but ryan reynolds wasn't able to improv and you think like okay with, with deadpool his mask is covered anyway so most of those jokes may have come from adr afterwards absolutely yeah but yeah there's no way they want to rush this movie because they know this is going to be uh hugh jackman's like final like i mean again oh uh, he's fine or like of hugh jackman's being reintroduced they want it to be in a good movie absolutely and this is going to be you know the first real fox film like the 20th century like the, the x-men yeah the x-men like, era yeah. under yeah. the banner of marvel studios and yeah. disney so they got to make a good movie here oh absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely um yeah crazy crazy anything else you guys want to talk about in the writers and, and actors strike i'm just glad that the writers got their their, the their bag. bag but yeah. then i feel like with the actors now the studios don't have the luxury of negotiating i feel like they don't have the luxury of negotiating with these actors because now whatever they put in front of the writers that kind of took all their their funds or whatever they can actually give out now that now the like the leverage you mean yeah well i mean like the trickling down of money i because hollywood doesn't make money like that's a known fact they do not make money and Hollywood doesn't Hollywood make money or the studios don't make money? Like the, I'm sorry. The studios don't make money. We know that because as much as they they say that they're making billions, it all goes back into the films and right. all that. So where are they pulling these funds from? So we have the, the writers getting their money. Where the hell are they going to find the money to pay these actors, which are I think, times more? I think they'll have the money for it. I think man. they'll have like, the money. Like, like, I, like, you're I looking, like if David Zasloff can make $500 million a year, 
they they they, they could end they the could, strike. With yeah, that, they man. can like, make. It's, it's they're not even asking for a lot. Like they like it's, it's really it's, it's, it's like just zero point one percent of like studios yeah. profits or something like that. Yeah, from, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's like I'm curious about your notion of Hollywood doesn't make money because I I to a certain degree I, I get what you're trying but to they say. They don't. Every company is in debt other than Apple and Amazon. Yes, they are in debt. But I feel like they, they just, because they use their money stupidly. I guess. Because right? David Zaslav as making 500 million, I don't know how much he actually makes because- that, It's like 455 yeah, million a year. But that makes. was with stock options. I don't know. That's that's his salary a year. Because I don't know also, that. I don't, no, no, he is. I don't, I'm telling you, yeah. What's, it's just what's wild because you look at like a lot of these movies that are being made and how massive and inflated their budgets are. When oh, you're yeah. seeing other movies that can be made for so much less that look so much better. So the the idea that Hollywood doesn't have money is not because they don't have money, it's because they're spending it really stupidly. Yeah, and I also just think like I think when it comes down to having money for actors, I think they will be able to They'll be able to give that. To, yeah. to, to, I think what the actors are are asking for is something that they'll be Livable able to wage, afford. Really. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like you wonder and I, I I wish that like I'm glad that the writers got a deal before the actors did only because the the writers have been on strike longer yeah mm -hmm. right but now we're looking at like maybe by mid-november there should be a deal but if actors again like i know what george clooney and ben affleck and was it emma stone and all these people are yeah trying to do yeah is trying to get back to work for people right because it's not just at the end of the day it's not just the actors that are missing out it's the entire production yeah right there are just it's a blue collar there are, industry there are right? other industries within that that just aren't working at yeah, all like and, people and, who and, make sets and other yeah things, you and, know? and that's the thing like these are people who work on contracts who are not getting paid right now because their productions are shut down so it's just like let's like there needs to come to a resolution for Absolutely. it you know and i think w whatever it does come because it will come i just hope that it's something that in three years from now, we're not back in this same mm -hmm. discussion. I, I, I'm pretty sure we will. I feel like we will be too, because the yeah. writer's one is for three years, right? Just three years. Yeah. So That's very short. It's a short very amount of time, because the last one was, what, 10 years, was it not? Yeah. yeah. Or did they always just come to agreement every three years? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, at least, like, I, I would be surprised if they came to agreement every three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. like, it's like, you can't, like, that. this this industry cannot afford to shut down no. for a, a year every three years. Yeah. You know, COVID almost killed the studio system and killed the theaters. The theatrical, yeah. You know? Yeah. This year and last year, they're finally coming back. Yeah. There's been a lot of misses, but when you look at Barbie, you look at Oppenheimer, you look at Taylor Swift, you look at last year with Top Gun and Batman and all these big films that are keeping the box office alive. Yeah. Um, and Avatar, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you need to, like, the theaters need to be there and for the studios to let this go on this long is fucking ridiculous ridiculous yeah. there's no need for it to be this long no yeah end it end it yeah they're just anthony they're, end it. they're just hoping that <laughs> why aren't you ending they <laughs> just succeed you know yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous it's what's, like what's, it's like these these studios want to take it's like oh if, no if we can't get paid no one's getting paid it's yeah, like yeah. no but th then you're just killing your industry yeah yeah, yeah. it's wild yeah. weird speaking of oppenheimer 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 <laughs> <laughs> it is finally coming home for you to watch like you can you can literally grab a disc put it in your player okay pray that, that disc thank is god you said disc well, yeah what do you think what, what? what? it's you you're lucky that i didn't use my previous segue oh yeah 
What it was a lot say? worse. I'm not going to be able to repeat it because then this show will get flagged for no ads. Okay. And I'll tell you guys <laughs> after. Uh, Yes, Oppenheimer will be available in 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital November 21st, 2023. We can't wait. We are huge Oppenheads, as they call us in the in the world. We're Oppenheads? <laughs> Oppenheaders? Oppen yeah, we're ready to poppy the oppie. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sloppy on oppie. Um, it's wild to see a movie releasing physical and digital the same, same day, day. Because that never... The only one who do that? No one. Yeah, it never happens. Never happens because it's like we'll have a film like we'll have a film that came out digitally like two weeks after yeah. it was in theaters, and yeah. then it'll be like physical seven months from now. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 crazy to see that over three hours of special features that take you behind the scenes of the making of this epic film. So as long as the film is, you're gonna get more. Mm -hmm. I can't features. wait. I can't wait. I was really disappointed. Okay. With the amount of bonus features on the mission impossible dead reckoning sets oh um because there's about 30 minutes okay which is not long at all no and each segment feels like a featurette they're all featurettes oh they're like all like five mm -hmm. ten minute ones? yeah so yeah. when you look in the past on mission impossible films especially like uh ghost protocol, ghost protocol rogue nation had a great ones yeah. followed had great ones they would be really in-depth making ofs where this one just feels like, ah, oh, this just feels like a featurette that you would have on socials. Yeah. And you know, and a lot of it is because they release so much of them throughout the marketing of the film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to have it, I'm like, I guess like maybe they didn't spend as much time with it because they're making part two, but also like those are the things that people care about who are big Mission Impossible fans like us and want to watch how they did this. And I, I'm okay to watch a two hour documentary on the making of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah. So the fact that one feature alone on the oppenheimer set is like 70 minutes long the story Good. of oppenheimer sign me up sign me up yeah we should we should 100 i know we spoke about it we should do a review of the home release of oppenheimer because i think a lot of people would care about that yeah and we just get to talk about oppenheimer again, again? because we've all watched it like six times yes so we're coming in with a very different perspective now absolutely yeah yeah i love it i think we know how to make a nuclear a bomb, bomb now, now. <laughs> what do you think don't look at me I don't think so. I think all we were missing was the coin. The coin. The yeah. coin. yeah, the coin is plutonium, I believe. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. This is uh, uranium-1325? Yes. Gosh, whatever that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that your hand is turning black now. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be holding the coin for that long. Probably right oh, now. Um, some local... Get a Geiger on this. Some, yeah, do a Geiger test on that. Some local sad news. Uh, for those who are fans of Entertainment Tonight... You will notice that on October 6th, Entertainment Tonight Canada came to its end after 18 long seasons. Your birthday. My that birthday. was their birthday gift to you. I blew up my candles and I said, please let them go for one more season oh at least. Oh my gosh. That and, was your uh, wish. And God was like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Wait till you see what I have planned for you tomorrow. I'm like, no. no! <laughs> um, yeah, we, we're we, we're huge fans of Entertainment Tonight Canada. We have... We've been on the show. Yeah. We've uh, had, we have friends there. Friends there. We've gone on, you know, these junket trips. Junket trips with, with them. people from Entertainment Tonight Canada. So, And when this news dropped, it was huge. Like, yeah. we were shook at. It's very sad. Very sad. Because, like, you look at, again, this is for Canada. You look at the landscape of, like, media in Canada. It's like, there's not, like, I know Canada's not the hugest market in the world. Really, we are not. But it's like, you look at these institutions that have been around, it's like E.T., Entertainment Tonight, now we, is gone. Yeah. So we have E-Talk, we have the movie podcast. Yeah. We have these other outlets, but it's like, when you know, when, like, one of the faces on the, the Mount Rushmore of entertainment in Canada is gone. Yeah. That's a really, really big deal. And it also worries you because it's like, our studio's now just going to look at Canada and be like, oh, 
ET is not there, so we're not going to even allot any time for Canada because they don't matter. Oh, that's so scary, right? And that and that's and that's what's worrying <clears throat> us, and I think that's what worried a lot of the industry. Where it's like, okay, if entertainment Canada, if entertainment tonight, Canada can survive the biggest entertainment outlet in canada you know what does that mean for these other outlets you know in e-talk and again when it comes down to like rogers versus bell and e-talk was under chorus it's like you have all of these networks that are owning everything and monopolizing everything in canada so when one of them goes under and is gone it's, it's like a ripple mm-hmm. there's a ripple effect right and i'm really curious to see what's going to happen in the next year or two with these other outlets are they going to survive? Are they going to stay online? You know, they announced too that they're going to remove their socials and I'm assuming their webpage and their, they said that, yeah, their socials and their webpage are going to go down. So it's like, you have like almost 400,000 followers on there. Why would you get rid of that? Because Can they, they redirect them to us. I know. I just, <laughs> just feed them. Give us, feed them give, right give us, us your social channels. Well, what do you do with it? Right. What yeah. do you, what do you, how, how do you pivot from this? And I think that's one thing that I kind of saw when, when it was happening was, you know, where, does Canadian entertainment pivot and how do we sustain ourselves here? Yeah. It's scary. Entertainment tonight was always going to be, they were never reinventing themselves from what you've seen in the nineties to now. They're very much the same. And I feel like it takes a lot of money to, to to make that. Yeah. Entertainment tonight, just because of the, the hosts and the production team. Yeah. And the writers and all that. Like when we went to uh, their studio, it was pretty big. Like it's yeah. a full-fledged studio. So I'm just thinking like that's a lot of money that's being invent- invested inside this place. How much are we getting back from it? Yeah. Right. And I just feel like the world is pivoting in terms of how they get their information. Yeah. Social I mean, media, podcasts, YouTube. Yeah. Is cable cell television still that source, right? I don't think so. I don't think for for this generation of people, they're going to entertainment tonight for their entertainment news because entertainment tonight, Canada was just a show. Yeah. It was a show. It wasn't just. They have other segments, I guess on different, like you'd see the entertainment tonight hosts pop up at different events or pop up on other chorus platforms. Right. And, and that's where it kind of goes back to the issue with, you know, having these huge networks dominate everything in Canada, especially with Rogers and Bell, yeah. which again, we work with them, but there are so many subsidiaries of them where it's like you have someone from eTalk will also be on, um, you know, breakfast television yeah, and yeah. will also be on 17 different radio stations yeah, yeah. and will also be on whatever this nightly news program is because all of them are subsidiaries of one another. Like you could afford to have it go to this outlet and be seen on a million different platforms but what happens when people aren't going to those platforms anymore you're going to have a huge team of people very talented people mm-hmm. who are going to be without work like with mm-hmm. what just happened and I, d- and I don't see how they could have gotten out of it i just feel like you know entertainment tonight was always going to be a tv show that you would go to a certain channel to watch and who knows what happens to you know the american entertainment tonight i don't know how many people watch that I, uh, I think it's show it's still pretty but there's, massive. There's, but there's, you're a right. lot, a, there's a lot. There's a lot of people. It's, it's really big, but it's also like there's is also it? like it's re- really well known. It's really well. But known. also in the states, especially, this is like exponentially more true. There, there is so many outlets where people go to for their entertainment. Yeah, for their content creators and things like that. Where there's no scarcity at all. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like people will go to the voices that they want to hear talk about it. 
and that's what happens, right? Do you have the the statement that ET Canada put out? No, I'll have you with that in just a second. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think I wanted to qu- quickly just say something about it. Was you know when you when you look at when you look at Entertainment Tonight Canada, you look at the the population of Canada. You know, we all of Canada can fit in California because California has a higher population mm-hmm. than even us, so which is insane. And you look at the the amount of time that is given to Canadian outlets. Like one of the things that Daniel kind of mentioned in the beginning is that yeah, we'll. Canada still get these opportunities and it sucks because you look at sometimes when movies are coming out and we get the emails, it's like, we're only taking one outlet from Canada to cover this film. Right. And it's like, that's so scary to think that only one outlet is going to be representing this film for the whole country. Yeah. Um, even though majority of our listeners for the movie podcast are outside of Canada. And that's and, the and, thing. That's, and that's, that's only big, because the sheer population differences. Sheer population. No one from the States is watching Entertainment Canada. Entertainment Tonight Canada, yeah, right? Like they're all Tonight watching Canada. Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, exactly. And that's a they they never that's the thing. it's that's where you're kind of stuck because you're only marketing yourselves to thirty five or thirty six million people in Canada. Thirty eight now, yeah, thirty eight, and but probably two million really care about entertainment like sure. that and also and who's going to be it, it all starts being divided and divided divided yes. right? yeah so you have the whole population who cares about entertainment who cares enough of entertainment that will watch a program okay region but specific, now read the specific okay now you okay you care about it enough that's great yeah but are you now going to subscribe to a cable package that have that channel where you have to that's spend the thing x amount of dollars to yeah. have it no it's like it goes and people are just like you know what i'm okay yeah and then that's what's sad about it, right? Yeah. And Chorus is a big company, obviously. They they have a lot. You know, YTV is, is a big one for yeah. us. Um, Did the statement, sorry? Oh, yeah, I have the statement here. Yeah, this yeah. is what I'll read for it. Um, so this is the statement that Entertainment Canada posted. And this is what really scared us or really just kind of startled us when we saw it. After more than 18 incredible seasons, we are ending production of Entertainment Tonight Canada. The costs of producing a daily entertainment magazine show in a challenging advertising environment have led to this decision. We recognize the impact of this, this this decision has on the dedicated team who have worked on the show, and we thank them for their meaningful contributions over the years. What fascinates me about this statement is the fact that they gave a reason why within the statement. Because yeah. typically, when you see these statements that something's very coming to an end, then. very blank, it's, it was very just like, it will be a little, maybe a bit more sentimental. Yeah. We're like, you know, thank you so much, you know, the show's ending. And then we'd kind of be wondering like, oh, what happened? Yeah. The cost of producing a daily entertainment news magazine show. News magazine show is an interesting way of putting very it too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they weren't breaking news. They were, that's no. another thing. They weren't generating Back hype. Back in the day... Entertainment Tonight would be like, tune into Entertainment yeah. Tonight for the <laughs> premiere trailer of this, the premiere interview, the exclusive interview of that. That's really not what not it is anymore, no. right? Yeah. Um, the internet beat a lot of people to that. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like to all of our friends who worked there, to the people that worked there for countless years, we have so many people, like in the, in, especially in Toronto, who were part of ET. We wish you all the best. We hope you find work. You're all a talented bunch. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad, and it really does shake up the landscape of media in Canada. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. Let me get into some quick updates here. So we have Michael Caine retires. Cool, Michael Caine. Cool. Michael Caine. 
Uh, Ridley Scott says that his four-hour direct director's cut of Napoleon will be released on Apple TV+. Plus. Cool, we can't wait to watch the three-hour version first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was going to say, like, I would have, I, I, I was always assuming for it to be a long movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, how much longer? How much longer? You know? Is it really? But I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that. So much. Oh my God, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's so cool. We, did you see the new trailer? I did see the new trailer. So as soon as we saw the new trailer, I was with Shay and I'm like, you know, Anthony would make a dope like history yeah, video on this would. like you did the the teller one the teller one who is he who is you know, napoleon who, who is napoleon, napoleon? Yeah. short man i well i learned guy. i learned a lot about him in the past couple of weeks so it's uh, interesting it's, it, a lot of interesting things we'll there, talk about it in the review yeah but. there's also a great video that was seen on youtube where like there was a battle that happened like where like people were fighting like in toronto like oh, in, in in the island, like Toronto, because it was a British colony oh, fighting mean, the like French back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, oh, yeah, not not now. Like no, 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 like in the in, in they were on in center the 16, island uh, yeah. <laughs> in the 1600s. So there's okay. a really there's a really good video on it. Yeah, like th- that that there's history there oh. with people fighting to get like wood that Napoleon wanted from the. It's crazy. Interesting. It's crazy. And, and I always thought like for some reason Napoleon was happening a lot like earlier, earlier in yeah. in history, but it it was like the 1700s. He was that's what around. I assumed. Yeah, that's, that's, but that's not like that far, far away. Like I, th- I thought of like the fifteen hundreds, the fourteen hundreds. Yeah, no, I hundred yeah, percent get yeah. that. I get no, that. this is this was fairly. Those are grandparents, you know, our grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred years, nineteen seventies. Yeah, not big big deal. <laughs> Two hundred years, but still, it's uh, we're not that far removed. We're yeah. we're not. We're, we're, again, <laughs> we're not. like as as funny as it is to think that like seventeen hundreds is yeah like hundreds of years ago. It's like when you think of the the span of a human life being eighty years or so. That's like. Yeah three Six generations or, really you know like people are living longer almost, now you know like I, I mean I, not not long <laughs> well i feel like we're living a lot longer than we ever have oh for sure i mean I there you people. die of like oh, yeah. 14 years old yeah. you, get, like, you stub your toe next day you're dead yeah yeah we have great yeah. great grandkids already at yeah. the age of 15 uh the boy in the heron has finally got its english cast i'm gonna read it off right here christian bale will be playing Shochi Maki. I mean, you don't have to read the, the character <laughs> names if you don't want to. <laughs> Please, <laughs> only Please do it in your Japanese hard. accent. Oh, no, 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 no not no, to no. get canceled today. <laughs> Dave Batista playing the Parakeet King. Gemma Chan playing Natsuko. Willem Dafoe playing Noble Pelican. Karen Fukuhara playing Lady Himi. Mark Hamill playing Grand Uncle. Robert Pattinson playing the Grey Heron. And Florence Pugh playing Kiriko. So we we really enjoyed uh, the boy and the heron. Uh, we watched that tiff. Our review is out, so make sure yes. you check that Who's out. Who's playing the boy? Is it D- Timothy Chalamet? No, they didn't didn't cast the they boy. They did cast the boy. It just it's not a it's not a known kid. I don't think it's an, a really a known kid. I'll, I'll I don't know why it. I thought of Timothy Chalamet. T shells, T shells, and the sea shells. I will. Find Are you it. looking it up? I will find it now. But yeah, how do you guys feel about the voices? Pretty cool, right? Well. Like Studio Ghibli always gets like A list actors do. to do their uh, their voice acting, so yeah, I I'm down for it. Like I'll always watch it in Japanese. But always, I will, I'm looking forward to hearing Dave Batista for sure. Yeah, I'm and not- Robert Pattinson too, and Christian <laughs> Bale as the father. Too, yeah, um, Luca Padovan as a protagonist, Mahito. Who was he? Anything else you've seen? Tony Revolori is also in it as well too. Uh, I don't think this this Luca guy, but he kind of looks like. Um, Oh, from Honey Boy and from uh, oh okay yeah, yeah yeah why can't I think of his name from Ford vs Ferrari yeah I know who uh, yeah. y- Noah Yupe Noah Yupe Noah Yupe Noah Yupe he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark oh he's in You this kid which You season one two uh, or three or now four? you're asking me questions I don't Dude, have the answer to he's probably the kid from he oh he played Paco from season one. He played Paco. Yeah, Paco Raban. Yeah, Paco the the kid, the yeah. kid in the uh, Paco Raban. I never liked him. Well, 
Not a fan. <laughs> the one with the abusive dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be playing uh, the main character. He was also in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. The Magicians. The I, feel like we're, I feel like we don't need this whole list. Yeah, I think yeah. we're done. I think we got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was also in No Hard Feelings <laughs> this oh, year. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, claim to fame was Paco. Cool. Yeah. We've got some trailers. 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 Let's talk about three trailers, okay? The Iron Claw. This is with uh, Jeremy Allen. Allen. White. White. And Zach. Efron. Efron. And Mindhunter. And Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his name again? I always forget. Oh, man. Mindhunter. He, he was in Justice League. Justice League, The Weed and You'll Cuts. never get yeah. it. He has a unique name. He has Is a very a unique name? But he's a great actor, though. Great actor, yeah. though. He, I'll look at it. Yeah. I'm so stoked for this I feel film. like he'd be an Oppenheimer, too. He would have been He looked like he was something that would have been, been an Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Holt McCallany. Holt McCallany. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have gotten that. There's no, no way. No Gun to my head, no, would yeah. never say those words. Spear to my face. Yeah, no. am I Spear. pronouncing that right? Holt, Holt McCallan. Yeah, Holt McCallan. Yeah, Holt McCallan. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a like he's like he looks like he works for the FBI. Yeah, yeah. Holt McCallan. He's always a G man. Always a G man. Yeah. Um, great trailer. Great trailer. You required watching. Um, you need to watch. No, you know what? I wouldn't say watch it. Okay, watch then, it after. Okay, watch because it because I want people to like. See. So that's fair. That's fair. What should the audience watch after? Uh, so the audience after you watch the Iron Claw. Watch the episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, that deals with uh, the Von um, Von, Von Eric Von, Von Eric family, the not bon the Von Trapp family. No, okay, the, the bon Von Eric family. Is this devastating story? Sorry, based on this that. Is, it, well, it's based on that this wrestling family. Okay. But yeah, after you watch this film, go into this film not knowing anything. Yeah, if you don't yeah. know, because sure. you're gonna be shocked afterwards. Go watch the Dark Side of the Ring. And if you're not, even if you're not a wrestling fan, it is such a well-made documentary series. I do not watch wrestling at all. Yeah. I know wrestling from growing up. Yeah. Surrounded by it. My dad wrestled. My dad was a big fan of wrestling. He was wrestling in the 80s you downstairs right now. All the time. He'll just yeah. suplex me. He was, he was, you, dude, off your roof, I off saw Off my roof, yeah. yeah. He uh, was a big into wrestling in the 80s and 90s, early 90s, um, and I guess 70s. Well, all the generations. 1700s? Yeah. Seventeen hundreds <laughs> with Napoleon. Uh, you wrestled Napoleon. You wrestled Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah, it's in the movie. The battle the of four hour the cut. battle of the Portuguese. Yeah, that, <laughs> the four hour cut. Yeah, that's, that I fight. think that's how like Portugal got their independence from yeah. France. Where it's like they he had to wrestle for it. Well, yeah, yeah. they never were conquered by then. They had to no, wrestle, right? They had to wrestle exactly. Um, but it's such a fascinating show, and to hear these stories told about the lives of these people and what they've gone through, it's it's a very sad world. As as epic and grand as wrestling is, when you really get to the heart of a lot of these stories, yeah. like they're very devastating, and oh it's it's just such mm -hmm. a great true, almost like a true crime series, mm -hmm. right? Dark Side of the Ring, and it's Canadian made, Absolutely. wonderful show, yeah. yeah, good trailer though, I yeah, enjoyed it, great trailer, we great song choices, yeah. We also got a trailer for Ferrari, which okay, so let's let's talk about this Ferrari trailer really quickly because we had a discussion about it in the car when we were driving there. Um, I watched it again last night, and I would say like. Two thirds of this trailer I really liked. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is, man, this looks really good. Like, this looks like, but it's got me nervous still. And then there was that moment, Anthony, in the trailer. If you want to talk about it. Oh, like the car, the car crash the CG end, moment right? where yeah. the, the car just bounces off a pole. And it looks Rubbery. like a PS2 yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It just takes you out of the whole movie. Because if, yeah. when you have something like that on screen and you witness it, it's like, uh, like, it's almost like it's it shatters your it whole, whole, perception perception or vision for this film it's like i don't know if this is a good, good movie anymore when because you have cg like that 
Don't put it in. Yeah. You don't need it. Just you could, show it off screen. Show it off screen. Cut to black. Um, if it's going to happen in the movie, that's one thing. But it's like, okay, you don't need to. I think that what, what we picture in our minds is a lot worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when when you're having very, again, it, and no discredit to the VFX workers who did on, who worked on it. Oh, no, discredit. Because that's awful. No, 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 no. That's an awful but VFX no one, shot. But I'm saying like, but no VFX worker is going out to make a shot that looks like that. Yes. It all comes down to time and money. So I blame the, the studio. Produc- the, the studio, the director. I'm pretty sure someone can build a better crash in five right, days. But cost more money. Yeah, it and can't more cost that much money to build a but crash you, like that. You said, you said five days. Five what days. if this guy was given just one day to make this? But that's well, the thing, then right? You have it the, until December to fix it. No, but and that's yes, the thing, right? It's, it's the money, it's, and that's why it's the studio's fault. Yeah, because like you have a shot that looks like that, and I watch a trailer, I'm like, okay, this looks fine. Well, this is—I don't think this is a studio really, because I think it's. Uh, but it's, it, was, it's, it was bought by Neon after it was made, which means even less money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, Michael Mann, still very known director. Yeah, hundred percent. Whoever was financing this film obviously didn't put enough money into the effects budget. And let's it. hope that scene isn't even in the movie. <laughs> no, but like, and, and then that's the thing. It's like you don't like the trailer was fine. Like it really didn't do much for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see it because I'm very fa- fascinated by like car, cars in this world and Ferrari, sure, Enzo yeah. Ferrari. But when you have a scene like that, I'm like, man, like it just. It just made me, it just painted this movie. I'm like, I kind of feel like what I know this movie is going to be. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. going to mm-hmm. be a forgettable film this year. I, mm-hmm. It looks slow, but man, I I hope that it's gripping. And I really love Adam Driver. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want him to do well. But yeah, this movie, I was just like, okay. Well, well, Michael, again, Man, Michael Mann's been we'll very see, hit or miss. Yeah. What's the last great Michael Mann film? Heat. Don't say that. <laughs> no, because he did in, in, because he did one bad film. Not bad, but the. Was it the Black Cat or the Black, black Hat? Black Hat. Black, black, black Hat. hat. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> and then be after that, oh, or before that, he was did Miami Vice. Miami Vice, which is I which like is, Miami Vice, I, but I Miami Vice was it. pegged yeah. with a lot of but like Collateral was but, great, uh, fucked up shit that was happening. Collateral was great. Collateral was great. My favorite uh, movie of his, Inside Man. Inside is it Inside Man? No, I don't know. That's Spike Lee. That's no. Spike. Um, what is it called? The one with Al Pacino and Russell Crowe, which is. Should have been best picture and should have won best director that year. Uh, he is still my favorite movie of his. Called? I think that's still my my personal favorite. But uh, and, and it's funny because like Michael Mann suffers from the same thing that uh, Tony uh, Ridley Scott, Tony not Scott? Tony Scott. Oh, Ridley Tony Scott? Uh, Ridley Scott suffers from every time they market his films, like from the director of Heat. I'm that's, like, yeah, dude, yeah. if you you had yeah, a grand yeah. slam thirty years ago, it's. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. like it's it's always just funny seeing it like marketed that way, yeah. where it's like what what's people recent? don't know what heat is anymore. You know, you know like, what I mean? Like, that they would remember the insider. Right? The insider. The insider. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. But I hope again, I know we're again we're basing it off of the trailer that we've gotten. And we want it to be good. Yeah, of course. Like so, you, you don't know, like some of those cars that are in that I don't know if they're real, but if they are, they're more than the cost of the Avengers Endgame budget, you know, like Fifty million dollar cars because of the their history. Yeah. So if, if you have real like, ones, yeah. If you have, I don't know if they're real, but you know. But even recreation cars, I remember. So I remember watching because it's funny you mentioned Endgame. I remember watching the behind the scenes of Iron Man, and John Favreau was talking about. I think it was like a Porsche that they destroyed in Tony's garage, and even the Porsche recreation car was like four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's like ridiculous, and it wasn't even a real one. It was a it was a fake one they made. I feel but, like Michael Mann would get real cars. 
Dude, he can't even get great CG for a shot. So I, 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 I but doubt I feel it. like I doubt he would it. get the real Carbo. Is Ferrari working on this film at all? Like, did I they, don't think so. Did they get like? Did they were like, yeah, we we give the Ferrari gives two thumbs up. You know, I, I don't I don't think so. But a lot of the cars that are in this movie are very very like they can't even be insured because they're so expensive. How uh, you know what's funny? The Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off that sold at an auction in 2022 for three hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars and that's a fake ferrari as well yeah i'm curious and i'm I'm looking at it right now what do you guys think the budget of this film is ferrari yeah. 30 million 45 million 80 million 90 million okay that's pretty close so well he has money to make that one scene happen <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he did. so the film so neon acquired it but it was still uh it was stx mm. who oh. financed, so it was still a studio that financed the film i thought it was all like yeah and then neon acquired it in july following the a bidding war with a24 and a streaming service so if they had a well, bidding war that means it must be good <laughs> they gotta fix that cg no scene. wars happen for like things, they gotta right? fix that cg scene they, they have to and and here's the thing it's not like i it's, can't believe they put it in the trailer just, i can't believe they kept it, it. And, and the i think the worst part about it is just the physics of it yes because the look of the car is it's one thing but when you have a car that just looks like it's just like boing 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 it like, looks like it's like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it just like it, it just totally takes away all of the tension you've built in yes. that trailer it's just yeah. at, the, at the end of the trailer too yeah like that's the last note you're leaving people on yeah boing boing yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got a trailer for anyone but you. This is the Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney uh, romantic comedy. This is the one that caused all the drama. This is the one that caused all the drama. The pr- production behind this movie was just everywhere. Uh, not a good trailer. I mean, I think the internet has kind of spoken out about how just silly this movie looks. And they both even know what better. the movie's about. They both could do better. You and that, and that's the, the problem. You have, a, you have a teaser that's out and you're like, what is this movie about? Are they like, is it like Mr. and Mrs. Smith type shit? It, that's the vibe that I yeah. got. Is it like, are they like, what are they? But they hate each other for some reason. I'm like, like this is a Hallmark movie. Why they need to be doing this? You know, this is yeah. legit a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Well, not because it's a rated R rom-com. Yeah. And like, they're both great looking people and yeah. I think they both could do better than But they're also what like one note people too. They're great in an ensemble. Yes, yes. they need an yes. ensemble yes. cast. I don't so to have them as leads, the, yeah, I, they're I not can't strong see enough them. as leads. But I think the drama for this film will lead people to watch it. But do you? Yeah, think- but but did it lead people to watch? Don't worry, darling, which had the biggest drama. Like that was bigger than this drama. <laughs> Right, it's the true. Was moving, though, that's what was killing me. Because this is like, this yeah, drama. like death drama, like like don't worry, darling. Drama was like worldwide. This yeah. I feel like people are and like, it was happening. People don't even know. So you know what? It was happening. Yeah. People don't even know about in this real time. Yeah. Well, that drama happened while the movie was happening. Yeah, well, and then cinema, made. some CinemaCon stuff, right, with their interviews. Remember? So it's yeah. I don't know if people will remember by no, the yeah. way remember. we consume stuff. Yeah. It's just like oh yeah, and it's like Florence Pugh and it's Olivia Wilde and it's Harry Styles and Chris. Like you have all these big. Yeah. to it but it's crazy that this movie feels like it came out in like 2013 yeah like i looked at him like this feels like something glenn powell did after the dark knight rises it yeah you know yes. i was like oh this guy's in a in a random rom-com yes yeah. i absolutely agree with that actually i'm yeah. curious like how much did don't worry darling make oh 87 million not not great not yeah. great what was the budget 255 no my no. god <laughs> could you I imagine can't see the budget for it right now but oh, i'll see if i can yeah, find can we talk about martin scorsese why what do you or, want sorry martin, martin? i someone martin freeman no his name it's not scorsese is sazy martin say 
You got this. There's a pronunciation. Thirty five million now. budget. Okay. Yeah. So actually, that's it's not, not bad. It there's not a, budget, a huge emphasis yeah, on the Scorsese. No, no, but eighty seven million though for a thirty five million dollar movie, that's pretty good. I mean, it just made back its budget though, right? And more, and more, right? I mean, like ten like, million. Let's just say it, it needed to make what sixty million to make back its budget. Yeah, and then, but yeah, it wasn't like what they wanted million. it to be, right? No, 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 yeah. no. But I'm saying like it, it still was a financial success. Right? Yeah, yeah, as much as it could have been, as much as it could, it could have been. been. <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Say what are you talking about Scorsese again, man? What are you talking yeah. about? Over your yeah, like pass that Versace. Did you say pass that Versace? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. Nothing Anthony says that matters. Uh, <laughs> no, that was so funny. No, I'm kidding, Anthony. Please. No, he's just been thing. in the news, and I, I Scorsese's been in the news. Scorsese, has been carrying Killers of the Flower Moon on his back. On this his guy back. is he's like 90 Osage years Nation old on this back. Yeah. He is carrying this movie because he's no one 90, else. Is he? He's almost, he's like 85, 86. How old is Martin Scorsese? Yeah, I just, I found out that there's a 80 new. 80 years old. He's, he's a, There's a new he's pronunciation for his old. last <laughs> name. He's a flat 180. Sorry? Scorsese. Scorsese. That, that's his, that's how you pronounce it. Not Scorsese, Scorsese. Scorsese? Yeah. Scorsese. That sounds wrong because almost, uh, his, wrong. his editor, <clears throat> you know the Thelma, lady, Thelma, Thelma the Schumacher, Schumacher, Schumacher. Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, uh, Schumacher. Well, Schumacher. that is technically what her name is, right? <laughs> Schumacher. She, she she was talking to another critic, and he, she told him it's actually pronounced Scorsese, not Scorsese. And then Scorsese. I saw an interview with Scorsese. Martin after saying, "Don't listen to her." <laughs> Damn, she only I'm cuts my. No, I just wanted to yeah. talk about him because Let's talk he's about him. just been in the news. He's and he's, him. Sometimes he says shit and just oh. like stop talking don't, <laughs> don't talk about like you, you don't say you know we pre- we put this president on him of being this fabulous filmmaker which he is but when he says stuff he's one of yours though he's i don't he, care yours man use your, Anthony, hey, use oh, your brain oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, yeah. use, no, no. think before you say anthony there was, he's an 80 year old man yeah. he doesn't give a fuck anymore fuck. Dude. he's got he's doesn't got the, matter he's gonna say backing, he, but people want to hear him talk about that right people yeah. and that's why it bothers me like it's man, not the marvel thing because i i i no, no, agree no. with the marvel thing yeah, but yeah. the whole like the three hour while you watch tv for three hours but like yeah and james cameron said the same thing too your movie's too fucking long yeah it's too long even a lot of critics are saying I don't understand why it's so long. It doesn't yeah. have to be so it long. It does not need to be that No, long. Killers of the Flower Moon does not need to be three and a half hours. No. Maybe if it released maybe if it released direct to streaming like sure. the Irishman did, even though it had a bit of a limited release. Yeah. You'll have people that, that will watch it stop. But yeah, there's no need for it to be that long. No. And like I think Scorsese, man, he's just getting his bag right. Or Scorsese, he's just Scorsese? getting his bag. Scorsese. He's he's just like pass me the Versace and uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Like yeah, no, I, I get it. But yeah, it's it's funny because I feel like all I've been seeing is stuff of Martin talking now. Yeah. yeah. Because he's every he's everywhere, ever like he's anywhere ever all at once. Yeah. He's talking about this film everywhere, and, and it's funny because you you cut together a great video, Anthony, on our TikTok. Please go watch it about how. The perspective of the film uh, is given too much to Leo when it should have been on Molly. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and I and I love that you intercuts the the Osage. the Osage the Osage person who was there to be the onset person for uh, guidance. The guidance he for, taught for he Molly's taught character. Uh, yeah he taught Lily how to speak Osage. Yeah he, he taught Lily Gladstone how to speak Osage, and uh, you know he's saying now he's seen it. I wish it focused more on Molly, and I think that's hundred percent right. And I love that you cut yeah. to your thoughts on that as well too and we said we that, spoke as well. About that as well i've yeah. been seeing again i've been seeing a lot of people on socials talking about how uh like people just say molly disappears she doesn't i'm like yeah she does 
she she disappears for the last third of that film. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and it's like no, they, but when they cut back her presence, so I'm like, yeah, but you really sideline her, and yeah. I think and I think that's fair to say. Like I, I mean, we love Martin Scorsese, like we love his films, we adore him. He is one of the greatest living directors on earth. But like he could, we could still have criticisms of his Absolutely. film. Absolutely, like this is a movie that yeah. I've been thinking about a lot more because I want to rewatch it at home, but I. Probably yeah, at home, be, at home for sure. Yeah, probably be skipping through a lot of moments where I'm like, okay, this is kind of slow here. Yep. Like, let me get to some more Lily because Lily is just she's very captivating this movie for me, and I think she's one of the best parts of the film, and I and I loved all her scenes. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just curious. You know, speaking of Killers of the Flower Moon, though, it is out today. It is out today. It in is theaters. out today in theaters. So go watch it. Give us your take on it. Leave a comment. Write into us. Let let us know what you think. Of course, uh, we 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 love inciting that dialogue, and you know we would love to hear more about what you think for this film because we had some people that won our contest. Speaking of which, contests movie podcasts. Yeah, we have them all the time. There's lots of ones. A lot coming of up. contests or contesies. The whole <laughs> contesies. Uh, the holdovers we have going on Hold right on now. Yeah, five we nights at Freddy just finished. Five nights at Freddy's. Why does that feel wrong? Why does the name of the title feel wrong? Five, it's, but it's, it's not. Five it's Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. 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 It just, it just sounds it weird. It sounds wrong, though. You're it right. It sounds wrong. When I was saying it, I was like, um, is it? We'll have some for the Marvels <gasps> coming what? up soon. The Marvels. The Marvels. The Marvels. Spoiler alert. Which is coming out next month. And then we, we also have a Napoleon one where you get to go to France. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and shot and beheaded. You get guillotined. You get, you guillotined. Go, you get to relive the French Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a guillotine. Did you know the French Revolution? Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to say. Okay. Uh, they decided mm-hmm. to change the calendar year to one in France. Oh, in France. So when the revolution so what happened, is it right now in France then? No, this was when the revolution happened. Okay. okay. And they usurped the, the monarchy and they removed it. Yeah. It yeah. was a revolution. They, they changed the calendar year yeah, to yeah. one and everyone else around the world was like, you know, you 1700 can't do this. <laughs> and they had their calendar days were 10 days, weeks instead oh. of. It was a random dude. I'm telling you right now, your video, buddy. Put that all in the video because yeah. that is like you just blew my mind right now. Yeah. Also, legit. I'm pretty sure you're lying. <laughs> no, <laughs> I could be. Did you, you know that there news, was a shortage of baguettes we have, in France? We have, that that sounds real. Yeah. We haven't done any research on Anthony's videos, by the way. Like you and I have just watched them. We don't fact like, check them. We're like, oh yeah, that sounds real. Yeah. God, we should Edward Teller is not a real person. We should probably start doing fact, fact checking on Anthony. We should probably yeah. fact check. Uh, no. It's crazy. I hope I thought you were. <laughs> Wait, might, guys, I might guys, when I'm sending this, yeah. does this sound okay? Um, <laughs> You're like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. That's, is that's it true, though? Oppenheimer lived in space. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. The first man on the moon. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> he was, man. I don't think he was. Um, it's weird when you think about stuff in history because, like, really, like, what we know from like 500, 600 years ago. There's real no documentation. No, a lot of, do- I mean, there's documentation, but not a lot of stuff that survived. Guessing, a lot of guessing. Right? You get a guessing. So it's like a lot of people who have written history books throughout the years, they could have just fucked with us, right? Oh, yeah. They could just there's been like, no you, know, no. you know. That's why I think yeah, Oppenheimer we'll is the most important story ever told. It's more important than religion, Jesus Christ, because all that stuff is just, we. it could be made up. I don't know. But I know Oppenheimer, that guy and the scientists that were in that, we're living in that world now that live that were there harness the power of the earth and created something that can kill us that is like blows your mind yeah. Yeah. jesus christ walking on water how the fuck do i know if you walked on water you know what i'm saying <laughs> we're upsetting so many religions yeah, a right lot now of people are upset right yeah. now. i don't like i'm i'm catholic i can say whatever i want yeah. 
I'm Catholic. <laughs> is that part of <laughs> but I know. I think throughout history, that is how it works. That is how it works. I think that's how it works. The power, like, <laughs> invisible energy yeah. that, has, that is part of us. Like shit that's, that oh, makes yeah. us. Okay. Yeah. And he made something out of it? Yeah. Come on. I've got How's that not why, That's why I'm so excited to talk about this, uh, talk about Oppenheimer again. Yeah. If we haven't spoken about Oppenheimer enough on the movie podcast. Yeah, we were changing our name to the Oppenheimer, to the Oppenheimer podcast. podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited for People that film to come right out. Right now, they're, this guy's so fucking This guy is dumb. fucking yeah. Italian Catholic No, he's coming shit. for Scorsese. He's coming for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> who else? Who's the difference? Who, who's Scorsese the other Italian a, we're coming Scorsese for? Scorsese made a movie on uh, Jesus? Who's the other big Italian that, uh, yeah. who's the big it, wait, famous Italian person? Jesus was an Italian, though. I mean, he looks Italian. I just want to make that very clear. No, but, no, but like, you look at Jesus in those paintings, he's Italian. Yeah, those paintings. What do you got to say about the Mario Brothers right now, man? Yeah, I like, I like, I like uh, Wonder. Big, game, big day today, big with game. Mario I, Wonder I, out. Mario Wonder is great. It's yeah. a great game. Yeah. Mario, we, let, eh? Let's talk about video games. Well, I like, well, before we get to that video game, <laughs> <laughs> and the Pigeon Tunnel is also out today, and you'll be hearing a lot more about that towards the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, I mean, we get to, like we said, we know, director... Errol Morris. Uh-huh. We have Stephen and Simon Cornwell, oh, yeah. who are the producers and also the sons of John LeCar. Yep. Uh, who the pen name, of course, of uh, fascinating life. Very Absolutely fascinating, fascinating life. life. So it's really good that we got to talk to them. One cool thing that um, here we go that was not in the interview is that um, Errol was a big director of Apple commercials, which were yeah. really, really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, he did very that. Cool. He did that whole lineup of the Apple Switch commercials. Yeah. Yes. You look at the 2000s era of Apple marketing. Some of the greatest. Some of the greatest. Some of the greatest reference and, and ads that I will go back to. And just watch compilations of on YouTube. Yeah, Will Ferrell's in that one too, which is so that's interesting. So, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, he was yeah. like he was SNL, but like he wasn't Will Ferrell. No, he was yeah. he was Willie Ferrells. <laughs> uh, and then we have Spider Man Two that's available today on PS Five. If you ha- if you don't already know about the Man Spider, go ahead and play the game because man, you are in for a treat. Go buy a PS Five. That's one costume that's not in the game. That I w- Any more spoilers you want to throw out there? Before it's not. We- a, it's not a spoiler. There's no Danny DeVito man spider costume. No Danny DeVito's man spider. Are you um, talking about man spider from the animated show? The With animated the show, heads? yeah, like the whole like really the scary. six or eight arms, and that would have been cool maybe to DLC. Play. Maybe DLC. Maybe DLC. That would have been cool. And the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, the face is terrifying. It's a big day for people who for wear spiders. red from New York. Mario and Peter Parker. Mario is also out today on the Switch. That is Super Mario Bros. Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> That was my Italian accent. Was it not good? No, that was an Italian accent. Was it not good? Oh, like Italians God. don't say wonder. Isn't that how Jesus spoke? Huh? They don't say wonder. They what do they say? The fuck are you looking at? <laughs> That's good. Mar- he got you. Mario, he got what you. the fuck are you looking yeah. at? What the fuck are you looking yeah, at? Put the gun away, please. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was that that meme of the flower. Not the meme. The little the the video you sent of the flower. Yeah. And wonder when you pass it. Yeah, yeah. And it was saying fuck off. Fuck yeah. off. People was, were modding it already. That yeah. was so funny. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, they caught, they got my voice for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. Video games have been really great this past month. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? An- another game that I want to start playing again, because I just saw a review on it on IGN, Cyberpunk. Yeah. With the new oh, expansion the new that Phantom came out. Phantom yeah. Like one? it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it just sucks that we got to buy it again though. I know. Yeah. Cause I but thought CD Projekt would have been like, but wait, isn't Phantom, isn't the Phantom free. Liberty, what, uh, no, it's not that it's free, but you could buy the expansion. You can buy the expansion. Yeah. 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 That's, what, that that's was, what I mean. Like CD oh, Projekt okay, Red yeah. has always been like, free, free DLC, DLC. I think yeah. the 2.0 was a big thing for them to, and I get it. They were fixing cyberpunk. They needed to. Yeah. But, yeah. um, they need to make money too. They I guess. Do. You know what I was thinking about this week, just before we get to our, our interview to close this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about James Bond a lot and I watched Skyfall mm. and I was like, man, I cannot wait for IO Interactive and their <gasps> game. 
my god I can't because wait. like it literally is just hitman yeah. but with james bond the hitman skin games. on it can't wait can't yeah. wait also you know there's been that rumor going out but we're, we're not going to talk about like that nolan's going to be doing bond we've been hearing that rumor for 10 I don't, years i don't years. think he's, he's not gonna do it you i don't think he's and if he does anthony will eat the uh, microphone but i don't oh, think so eat okay. your coin swallow your I, coin and i don't yeah. want him to truthfully i don't want uh, him to do bond I want him to do his own IP. I, I I think his original works are even though Batman's be, fantastic. Yeah, what he did with Batman's amazing. Yeah, and that was we got that. Yeah, we got. Uh, that. But I think that his original work after is like much better and much could, better. And he could do stuff inspired by Bond without yeah. having to be tied to the broccoli he can make family his own and all of that. Hundred percent. Make your own spy movie. Yeah. Um, Citadel by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is a guest director next season. Oh How God. much money did Citadel? Bond pay him? Or uh, what's all the other? What's, what's the Netflix version? With uh, Ryan Gosling, oh Spider-Man. Gray Man, Gray Man, yeah, or uh, Agent Cody Banks. No, the one, <laughs> the one that we did interviews for, Agent Night Agent, Night, Night Agent, great show, great show, yeah, really good show. That was this year. Holy shit! Yeah, man. that was the beginning, beginning of the year. Man, yeah. a lot of banter today, a lot of fun today. It's been good being back, guys. Let's good do it again. Back in, in five weeks. That's and, <laughs> no not again no but we'll do it again i mean once these now that these strikes are starting to come to the end um it'd be great to co- to be back to doing these shows as weekly as we can as weekly as we just can just to you know to end off the year you know, end let's off have, the year, end off the year yeah, we'll know. have like we have we have because there's also not a lot of movies coming out i'll be honest with you we have so many reviews coming out too like we have reviews for invincible mm-hmm. we have reviews for napoleon napoleon the marvel pilgrim scott pilgrim the marvels Super Mario Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, woohoo! <laughs> so many. There's and then interviews. Interviews. We're gonna interviews is what's taking ballistic. up a lot of. Time. We have a lot of Loki interviews coming out. Yeah. Um, we're doing some more today. Yeah. And we just got offered some more for next week. <laughs> so can't wait. We're and it's a great thing we love the show. So <laughs> I really quickly just wanna. Uh, there's some Spotify responses that we got. Oh, really, yeah, let's do it. really quickly. We got one for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour concert film. The problem is, is there's so many that we've gotten that I'm just gonna pick a few. Please. Um, Emily writes in and says. Welcome to the Tea Swizzle family, guys. We had so many comments on YouTube. Yeah, for this Taylor Swift review, uh, from some of them got like a little like intense. Intense. Yeah, somebody gave us the mission to watch all of their films, yeah. all of her like concert films. I'm like, I, I mean, maybe one day, maybe, know? maybe one day, maybe one day. But like, I respect good for her for I, res- the, I respect Taylor the Swift for for her work and all. Yeah, that. of course. But there's you know when you have too much of something, I don't, I don't. The, then the people turn on you. Yeah, like so. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I got there's too much Taylor Swift for me. Right. I'll, I'll never and you've you've put me off of it right. so much that I'll never watch her stuff. Okay. I'll never enjoy her music. Oh, that, this guy. Were, I was tuned I, out for. A I couple was worried seconds. that you were going to offend Christians and Scorsese fans. But now you've upset the. Now you've upset the biggest fan base. We should not do main episodes anymore. <laughs> this has been so controversial. That's why I was on the review. I chose not to. And even with Scorsese, 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 it bothers me. I get it. So, have, it, so it puts me off. I'm like, I'll never. I don't care. Speaking, I of, don't care. Speaking of you, we have one uh, comment on our, our our review for the burial movie. We, you and I really enjoyed. Oh yes, did a yes, yes, yes. Someone wrote, Diana Lee wrote in and said, "Excellent." Yes, that was a good, good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Yes, a lot of great comments out there. A lot of great people. A lot of love. Uh, we have one for Gen V as well. Ooh, what does it say? Awesome by Philly sixty six. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff Thanks, out there. Philly. Thank you so much, Daniel. Hello there. What do you have to say about the Pigeon Tunnel? You know, the Pigeon Tunnel, like we said, is, is out today. You could catch it in theaters. You'll be able to catch it on Apple TV Plus as well. 
Um, it goes, it covers a life of John Lacar, who obviously is David Cornwell, who was in my five and my six. He Berlin not, life. Not to be confused with David Cornsweat. No, not David Cornsweat, not Superman. Um, but it, it examines his life in a very like beautiful and like mysterious way, obviously because he was a spy. But he also wrote so many books and that turned into shows and movies that we know, like A Most Wanted Man, The Tinker, Night Manager, Tinker, Taylor, Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy. That's mm-hmm. the one as well too. So today on the movie podcast, we are honored to speak with the director of the Pigeon Tunnel, Errol Morris, as well as the sons of David Cornwell, who are Simon and Stephen, um, who are the producers of this project. So let's get to that right after this. But Shay, before before we end the show, mm-hmm. just you know, just wrap everything up for us so we could kick oh, to our interviews. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are the movie podcast. Episodes are available throughout the week. Make sure you're following us at the movie podcast. You can leave us a comment or review wherever you listen to us as well. Five stars is always appreciated. It helps keep the lights on. Uh, and also a thumbs up or... Um, thumbs down. No, no, no thumbs down, man. That's not good. No. If you want a thumbs down, Give just write into the show. Yeah, the show. yeah. Don't, like, Let's like, talk about you, it. No, Gabe. Gabe, thank you so much again yeah. for writing in. And, and there's a lot of people that have written in, uh, but that was the best one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, this th- we appreciate it so much. Thank you again for following us. And that was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. Errol, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. How are you doing? Hanging in there. <laughs> a long morning of press i'm assuming no it's all fine that's wonderful uh, again thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast you know you sat down with david all the way back in 2019 this film has been a long time in the making for you how does it feel to finally have it coming out and being able to share it with the world films are hard to make i don't know what you've been told but i can tell you from my own experience <laughs> they are really really hard to make and they're hard to finish um, and this project falls squarely across 2019 was the interview with David. I fully expected that we were going to do more interviews. People asked me, did I know he was going to die? No, he was in really, really fine form in the interview that I did with him. Extraordinarily articulate, completely there, slightly frail. But, you know, he's 87 years old. And when he died, it happened suddenly. I never got to interview him again. 2019 devolved into 2020 and COVID. I'm sitting here in a hotel in London. I wasn't able to really come back here for years and years and years. COVID just separated the whole world into small compartments that never commingled. From speaking with Simon and Stephen, I, I think they're just thrilled. And I think from what we've watched so far, we are just truly captivated by what you were able to accomplish. And uh, it truly is a, a beautiful testament to the legacy of the work that uh, David will leave behind for sure. Well, thank you. That's nice to hear. <laughs> Yeah, what was going through your mind when you when you first sat down with the David for the first time? Probably fear. Interviews frighten me. I always think I'm going to do a bad job of some kind or another. Uh, David's first questions certainly didn't put me at ease. <laughs> Who are you? Say I asked you that question. <laughs> How would you do? Not too well. That's so funny. But we kept at it, and I. Th- 
believe, I certainly hope, what emerged is a very powerful and interesting film. A very complex yeah. film about an extraordinarily complex man. And, you know, we were so captivated by how you told David's story. What, what was it like to, you know, working with the Cornwall family to make this film? It's like making any other film. It's hard. Absolutely. But it's really based on four days of interviews. Uh, David and Simon, the two Cornwall children, uh, facilitated this project. They made it possible. They certainly facilitated the introduction to the father. And Apple made it possible to make the movie. Mm -hmm. People always ask me, uh, you know, I have a great idea for a movie. Uh, and I always say, do you have a great idea how to pay for it? Well, <laughs> we had a great idea for a movie and a great idea of how to pay for it. So I was lucky. That's amazing. You know, speaking of reteaming with people, you know, you're reteaming with Philip Glass, who is someone that we absolutely love um, and someone that you've worked with obviously before. And we don't see do too many film scores in the last few years. What was it like reteaming with him for this project? Well, I love Philip and I've loved him and I've been a fan for a really long, long, long time. It was a legendary first um, concert at Town Hall with Philip Glass. I was there. Um, he scored one of my very first movies, The Thin Blue Lion. I work with him at the piano when uh, that score was being written. I just saw him again. This film was shown at the New York Film Festival and Philip was there for the premiere in New York and we got to talk and spend time together again. It was terrific. Uh, it's strange we come from maybe the same musical background or similar musical background we studied in the same place. And I had been to a concert just the week before the screening uh, at Lincoln Center at the New York Film Festival. Uh, hearing a piece by Philip Glass that I'd never heard before, a piano concerto that I'd never heard before. Um, I'm sorry, I'm still kind of a fanboy. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think the music is absolutely great and a great privilege to know him and an enormous privilege to work with him. Definitely, it definitely is. It's wonderful to see you two reteaming and to... Uh, to have your, your beautiful film out in the world. Such oh, boy, thank incredible. you. We just want to, again, say thank you again for your time. We, I know they're giving us the wrap right now, but Errol, we hope we get to talk to you again. All the best. We hope we get to talk for your next project. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Which one is Daniel and which one is Shabazz? I'm Daniel. And I'm Shabazz. Hi, lovely to meet. I'm Stephen and this is Simon. I'm Simon. And this is Steven. <laughs> lovely, lovely to meet you both. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking your time to sit in the movie podcast. We were so captivated, by the way, how Errol told your father's story. And congratulations on the release. Well, thank you so much. We also are captivated and we love the movie. That's wonderful. And, you know, we have to imagine that you are very protective of your father's work. So I, we're curious, what was it about Errol's approach 
of telling your father's story that made both of you want to be part of this project? Well, I, th I think Errol was a filmmaker that our dad had much admired, and, and of course we'd much admired for a, a very long time. So um, I, I think when Errol got in touch, um, you know, that was, that, that was not an opportunity you were going to rush to say no to. I mean, that's a pretty extraordinary thing. Um, so uh, that, that was, was one piece of it. Um, and I think our, our dad was, was ready for a conversation like that as well. You know, he'd reached a, a point in his life where he was reflecting back on things and, and, you know, and he'd loved Errol's movie, The Fog of War, where Robert McNamara looks back on his, uh, his life and, and, uh, you know, I think, I think our, uh, our dad liked the idea of, having that kind of conversation i mean i don't i don't think he knew he was dying necessarily but uh he, or, or that death was approaching so fast but uh at the same time he wanted to talk at a time when he could still do that very coherently i mean so it 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 was a very organic decision in the end that's wonderful and it, it truly is such a a beautiful story and just a wonderful legacy uh, to leave behind. So yeah, it's, we are just truly just captivated by it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Is there, is there something that surprised both of you when Errol kind of began diving into your father's story? I think there are things in the final mo finished movie that sort of surprise and impress now that in a sense we finished it and you can watch it we can watch it as audiences and not just producers. Um, I think that Errol got really touched the humanity of the essential humanity of our dad i think that in as a testament to the conversation our father talks very much more comfortably than i saw him talk even really in person about his own creative process about where story was born from obviously from his father and his childhood but also a more immediate sense the way he drew character from the world around him um and I think that Errol was also able to tap into the fun of our father, the comedy, the moments of humor. Um, and that, you know, despite often the fact that he wrote books that in some ways became very bleak, you know, that had the, the people die and that there's, there's not a lot of hope in their resolution, that actually he was someone that really loved, that was a very, was a real, uh, a very humanist person right he loved to connect with individuals he he had in a way despite himself great faith in in the capacity of love and connectivity and that he really loved to enjoy he enjoyed people and you can feel in the movie when you're watching it on screen that connectivity he reaches the audience he's speaking directly to you he's really interested by the conversation by errol and its extension by the world around him Definitely. You see that with the, with the approach and also the way that, you know, your father's answering all the questions, there's a lot of just honesty and still some, some holding back, I guess, which yeah. is, you know, natural for him. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think our, our, our dad's a, a storyteller. He, he instinctively wants to control the narrative. Um, I think, you know, I think some of the beauty of this is is both that errol broke through that in some places 
but also that our dad felt comfortable enough talking to Errol that that he himself said things that he hadn't said before or in ways he hadn't said them before. So um was was lovely. Yeah, and I think especially when you start to open, you know, you reflect back on on this this legacy and you you start to open up. Yeah, I think it's nice when you have those moments where you're like, oh, it's a bit more candid. And I, I'm curious for both of you, what's been the most rewarding parts of producing and adapting your father's works for film and for television? I mean, I I I, I think generally um what what I find thrilling is you know the process of taking his books, which you know it, it, they were the the published books, the finished books. I mean, he never really finished his books in his head, but at some point he chose to publish them as completed stories. And you know, when when we take on an adaptation, um, that's that story suddenly then becomes the starting point for a whole new journey, and and that's that's thrilling, you know, and it's thrilling whether you take the story into the present, into the world we're living in today, or whether you do an adaptation that's sort of a period adaptation, but where you're inevitably asking the question, well, why am I telling this period story now? What does it have to it that speaks to the world we're living in? So I I, I think that for me is the most fun. Uh, on this particular movie, I think the best bit for me has been watching it with an audience that uh, when when it's finished, because um, it's just wonderful to feel the engagement in the room, um, which, of course, when you're watching endless cuts through the production process, you know, you're mesmerized by it, but you never get the sense of how people are relating to it until you see it in a room with an audience. And I think, you know, part of also what, you know, which is common to this movie and the other adaptations and the adaptations we've done and will be doing is that our father was very audience readership was very important to him right and being relevant and resonant with the readership and i think particularly the beauty of adaptation and to some extent this movie it's the ability to touch an audience that he might not otherwise reach right to to be able to celebrate right. the audience that is already there for him but also to bring him and his stories to people that might not otherwise find them or discover them. And and that's a very exciting thing to be able to do. And it's very relevant to who he was as a person because he really, he lived so much in the moment and, and his readership and audience were very important to him in a very genuine way. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And we can't wait for more people to see this. Thank you both so much for taking your time with us well, today. Thank you thank so much. You. And, uh, and good luck with everything. 